in our church, and in our world. And if you agree with that, say amen, 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 amen. Well, we are uh, at the very end of a series entitled The Devil's Schemes. Can you say that this morning? The Devil's Schemes. The Devil's Schemes. Um, we've been working our way through Ephesians chapter 6, and it's a verse that I've asked uh, our church to, to memorize. And it says this in Ephesians 6, beginning in verse number 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord. Can you say, be strong in the Lord? And in His mighty power, not your power, but His power. You don't have to be strong in your power because at the end of the day, you're weak, but He's strong. And that's what Paul wants us to know through the inspiration of the Scripture. He says, finally, to this church, and I would say that Paul would say that to us today, that the Holy Spirit is saying that to us today, be strong in the Lord, not in your strength, but in His strength and in His mighty power. And then it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And we've been talking about this, that there is a devil... And that he has a scheme for your life, and his scheme is to come and to steal and to kill and destroy your life. And then the writer goes on, Paul goes on, and he says, because our struggle, it's not against flesh and blood. You're not fighting against your neighbor. You're not fighting against the Chinese or the Russians or the Democrats or the Republicans. You're not fighting against your family members. Your fighting is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then in verse 14, it says this, Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. We've been saying this for the last three weeks, that the devil has a scheme, but God has a plan. Can you say this this morning with me? The devil has a scheme, but God has a plan. I've been working our way through different schemes that the devil has. And the last scheme that we're going to talk about this morning is that the devil's scheme is to lie to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the devil's been lying, but I haven't been listening. All right, say that one more time. Turn to another neighbor. Say, the devil's been lying, but I'm not listening. The devil's scheme is to lie to you. His lie to you whispers in your mind, you're not good enough. You'll never make it. You've gone too far. You've sinned. You, you've done things that God will never forgive you. It's too hard to follow God. There is no God. There is no sin. You just do whatever makes you happy. These are all lies of the devil. He wants to scheme his way into your life to destroy the foundation that God wants to build in your life. It says in John 8:44, Jesus is talking and he says this, that the devil was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, it is consistent. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar 
and the father of lies. Again, the devil is a liar. And he's going to do everything within his power to shake any kind of foundation that you may have in your life. I believe that there are four lies that the devil speaks to every person on the planet. These spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly realms, that their goal is to speak to you, and I believe four different lies that the devil tells each one of us. They can put that on the screen for me. Four different lies. The first one is this, that there is no God. Lie number one, there is no God. This has really come into vogue over the last couple hundred years. God's dead. He's not real. It's all made up. The more science that we know, the more understanding that we have of the cosmos, and the more understanding that we have about our own physical bodies and all of the nature around us, that we believe that we're the master of our own universe, that we can create our own destiny. But I'm here to tell you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, that there is a God. He is real. He is holy. And he sits on a throne in heaven in a dimension and a realm that you can't see, but he is real nonetheless. There is a God. Amen. The second lie that the devil tries to work, if that one doesn't make its way into your heart is that there is no sin. There's no sin. In other words, you can do whatever you want to do. You, you, you can be you and I'll be me. I'll do whatever it is that makes me happy as long as I don't get arrested and thrown into prison. I can do whatever the heck I want to do. I can cheat and lie and scheme. I can stab people in the back. I can, I can be greedy. I, I can look at whatever I want to look at. I can do whatever I want to do because the devil wants to whisper into your life, there's no sin. Just do whatever you want to do. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Because we serve a holy God. And he asks us to not only follow him, but be like him. He calls us to be holy even as he is holy. There is such a thing as right and wrong. There is such a thing as sin. There is such a thing as transgression. And the enemy is going to try to do everything he can to get you to do whatever you want to do so that you can be happy. Lie number three is this. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. There's no way that God could forgive me. Do you see how the devil kind of works his way? His greatest goal is to get you to believe that there's no God. But if he can't get you to believe that there's no God, then he's going to get you to believe that there's no sin. Oh, maybe there's a God, but I can kind of do whatever I want to do. And then he continues to work his way. And if you believe there is a God, that Jesus came, that he lived a perfect life, that he died on the cross for us, what the devil wants to get you to believe is that you've sinned too much, that there's just no way that God could ever forgive the sin that you've done. And that's a lie. Because Jesus bled on a cross for the sins of the world, and you've never gone too far that his blood can't forgive you and wash you whiter than snow. He loves you that much. 
But the devil tries to whisper to you, you've gone too far. There's no sense going back to church. There's no sense reading your Bible. There's no sense talking to God because he won't listen to you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The fourth lie is this. I I just can't follow God. It's just too hard. I believe that God can forgive me. I believe there's sin. I believe there's a God, but... Oh, my goodness. It's just, you know what he asked me to do? I'm supposed to take up my cross and follow him every single day? That's just too hard. That's what the devil tries to whisper to our minds. Just give up. Just give up. It's, it's too difficult. It's too challenging. Throw in the towel. Just, just do you. Don't worry about it. But I want you to know that as we read earlier, that we're supposed to be strong, not in your power, but his power. That he gives you the power and the grace and the joy and the peace to follow him. So how do we do this? How how do we combat the lies of the enemy? That there is no God, there is no sin, that, that I can't follow him, it's, it's too hard. How, how do we combat these lies? Well, we combat these lies with the truth. The truth, the truth of God's word. And uh, the scripture says this, that God himself cannot lie. This is what the Bible says, that God can't lie. In, in fact, Jesus says this. He says that I, Jesus is speaking, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We combat the lie with a truth. We combat the lie with the truth. Now, kids that are out there today, that are in our service today, there are four truths that Pastor Andy came up with over a decade ago, and Pastor Nick has continued to work with these four truths, and these are the truths that that we build our lives on, and I'm going to have them put that on the screen, the four truths that we have that Pastor Andy uh, came up with again uh, 10 years ago are this. Truth number one, I want you to repeat it after me, God loves me, say that, that's good, okay, say it one more time, God loves me. That's truth number one. Truth number two is this. I have sins. Say that with me. I have sinned. So these are truths that every single Sunday our kids are hearing. And they need to build their lives. They're, they're responding to the lies that the enemy is going to whisper to them with the truth, the foundation that God wants to build in their lives. I've sinned. Truth number three is simply this, that Jesus died for me. Can we all say that? Jesus died for me. These are good truths. Truths to know that Jesus died for me. Truth number four, I love this. Let's say it all together. One, two, three. I choose to live for God today. I love, it's a little bit longer, but there's a lot packed in there. Let's say it one more time. I need Good. Oh, I can hear the kids saying it. Let's give our kids a great big hand. They were doing such a good job, kids. We need to choose to live for God, not tomorrow, not yesterday, but we're going to live for him today. I'm going to choose to live for God today. Okay. Well, with that, I'm going to have Pastor Nick come out, and he's going to help me because 
I want to, I know you guys have been looking at this extra super large Jenga set that we have here on stage. Kids, I want you to pay attention because we're going to talk about some things. Pastor Nick, I'm so glad you're up here helping me out today. This is going to be great. Um, we're going to, I'm going to, I need three volunteers and you have to be under 10 years old to raise your hand. Pastor Nick, would you choose the three that are under 10 years old to come up here and help us with this Jenga set that we have? All right, we got one. You can make your way right over here. There you go. Okay, there's stairs on either sides. Okay, we got three. Pastor Nick's got three. Okay, super. You're going to come right up front. Here's what we're going to do. We, oh, so good. Okay, we're going to start right over here. All three of you, come on up front. Let's give it up for these three that are here with me. Come on, make your way right over here. Oh, you're so good right there. Okay, fantastic. You're going to go actually be go a little bit further by Pastor Nick here because you're going to help me here with this. Okay, yeah, keep going. You got it. Okay, great. All right, this tower right here, it's going to represent our life, okay? And a life that's built on the lies of the devil. Okay? The lies of the devil. Now, what's going to happen is that in our life, the storms are going to come. How many of you that are older than 10 years old could raise your hand and say you've had some storms come into your life? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, good. Yeah, every hand's raised. You know what I'm talking about. It could be, and Pastor Nick's going to make this happen, so that this represents our life. And it may be that you've lost a job. The storms of life have come, and you've lost a job. Or, or maybe for you, you didn't just lose a job. Maybe your best friend in the whole world that you were just, you know, kind of, you would go through thick and thin together, that that person stabbed you in the back, and you are so angry at them. Or maybe you weren't able to get into that school, that college that you were desperate to get into, and, and you're so frustrated and you're angry at the school, but you're angry at yourself because of your own grades and all the stuff. And all of these things are being pulled out of your life, like the storms of life. It's like the wind and the waves are battering against yourself, and you have all of these issues that are going on. And we, have, we begin to see little holes that are taking place. But then, if our life is built on the lies of the enemy, that there is no God, that there is no sin, that it's just too hard to follow God. When those things begin to creep into our lives and, and we're built on that kind of foundation, things begin to wobble. And before you know it, What's going to happen? Pastor Nick, what's going to happen as she takes that last piece? It's going to crumble. Crumble. What? What? They ruined it. My perfect. My perfect. Can you give it up for our kids that came? High five them. I'm just here to say that, like, storms of life are going to come. And the enemy is going to whisper. And if our life is built on a lie that, that there is no God and that there is no sin and that I've, I've gone too far, God can't forgive me, 
and it's just too hard to follow God. When I have that in my life, when all of those difficulties come your way, your foundation is so wobbly it's going to fall over. Okay, now this is going to represent the tower of your life that's built on truth. So now I need those, I need three volunteers that are older than 40 years old. I need you, yes, I need some adults. You're going to admit you're older than 40, and Pastor Nick is going to choose you to come on up. Come on, those 40-year-old plus. Here we go. Come on down. Don't be shy, you old people. Come on, here we go. We, we got them. We're, we're pointing you out right here. Okay. Okay, Nick, now hold it, hold it. We, we need somebody that, oh, no, 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 hold on. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going to need somebody that's 70 plus. I mean, we want to, we want to real. no, no, you two come. You two come. That's good. Come on. So, I think we got, I think we got Connie and she's, 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 Connie's willing to admit it. No, she's like, she's 35, but that's, we'll let her come up anyways. Let's go ahead. Come on up. Okay. All right. So we've got, we've got our mature uh, individuals that are up here that are 40 plus. So can we give them a hand as they come? So good, you guys. All right. So again, this is, this is, our, this is our life. It's, it's the, the Jenga of life, if you will. But, but this life, it's built on truth. It, it's the truth that there is a God. It's, a, it's the truth that, that he loves me. It's a truth that, like, yeah, there is sin, but, but God forgives me. And that it's not too difficult to, to follow God because he gives me strength. When, when I have that as a tower, then now we're going to talk about all the storms that come during our life, and they're going to start pulling out the tower, once again, all the different blocks as they can do it. Because these guys have experienced, I'm sure, the storms of life. They, they've experienced that moment when a kid... When their child, their loved one, maybe has turned their back on God. Or, or maybe for them, they've experienced, or, or maybe for you, you've experienced a health issue where you didn't see it coming, and it, it, it severely kind of got you out of kind of the, the direction, the path that you thought life was going to take. Or, or, or maybe for some of you, you, you've encountered a divorce. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe it was the other person's fault. But, but now you're living in some pain and some hurt and some heartache or or, or maybe for you, the, the pain and the heartache is the whisper of the enemy that you're not good enough. And that you hear it over and over and over. Maybe it was your dad or your mom that told you you weren't good enough, that you'll never amount to anything. And you constantly hear that in your head. And you begin to see all of these things that come out of your life and all the different holes and the pieces that come. But, but the beauty of it is this. That not only do we have the blocks that come, but what God begins to do is that he begins to rebuild our lives. God is going to continue. Like in the midst of the storm, when you maybe encounter a divorce, God's going to build you back up. Because he not only forgives you, but he gives you his strength and his power. Or, or maybe for you, you've got a health issue. Well, you need to know today that as God builds you back up, that, that he's going to give you his strength and his power, and he's going to be with you. 
He's going to be with you in sickness and in health. He's going to be with you. He's going to be with you when you lose your job or your bank account dwindles. God said that he'll never leave you or forsake you, and he'll continue to build your life up. When you live your life with a foundation of truth, that I believe that there is a God, I believe that there is sin, but I believe that God loves me and that I've not gone too far, and I believe that he gives me his strength, that I can follow him. And when that takes place, no matter what comes your way, you'll be able to weather the storms of life. Can you give our ladies a great big hand for coming up? Now, Pastor Nick, we're not, we're not quite done. Because I don't know about you, but in my life, even when God is rebuilding my life, the enemy still has his way of whispering to me. Have you ever been in that moment where you, maybe you're not hearing it audibly, but in your own heart, like, like I, I, I've gone to, there's no way God could love me. That's not you. That's the scheme of the devil to lie to you. Or you hear it in our culture, there's no God. We know all that there is to know. That, that's not you, that's not the culture, that's the lie of the enemy. Well, it's just, it's just too hard to follow God. No, that's a lie. That's a lie not from anyone else, not from maybe your family members or maybe even other believers in, in your life. That's a lie from the enemy. Because God gives you his strength and his power. But what happens is the devil continues to whisper. He continues to whisper, and he wants to eat away at your foundation like termites do in a house. And he can say, there's no God. There's no sin. You just do whatever the heck you want to do. It's too hard. It's too difficult. We can't do it. And you're not building now. Now the enemy is continually taking from your life. And before you know it, what happens is that your foundation is completely faulty. And you've walked away from God. And you've lost your faith foundation. This is the scheme of the enemy. He wants you to believe a lie and not the truth. The truth is that God loves you, that he cares for you. The truth is that there is sin, but the truth is that God has forgiven you, that he bled on a cross and died on a tree just for you and just for me and the sins of the entire world, that all those who believe in Jesus and accept him and what he did on the cross, he then breathes life into them so that when the storms come, that you'll be able to stand upright. There's this story that is taking place uh, in the early 1960s with a missionary by the name of Don Richardson. And Don Richardson actually was a missionary who came and spoke on this stage. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, but his story is so powerful. And I, I thought maybe I would take a moment as I conclude this morning by reading a little bit of his story. It says this, um, imagine a world where violence is the norm, where tribes 
are constantly at war with each other, where children are taught to lie and steal and be dishonest. This was the world that Don Richardson and his wife Carol entered into when they went to Papua New Guinea to share the gospel with the Sawi people. At first, the Sawi people were resistant to the gospel message. They, and this is, this is so true, they saw Judas as a hero because of his deceitfulness. When Don Richardson read the account of Christ being betrayed, they all cheered and clapped at Judas. They thought Jesus was a dupe. But Don and Carol continued to love and serve the Sawi people. They bandaged up their wounds. They, they helped resolve their conflicts. They shared the love of Christ with them. And then one day, Don told the Sawi people that he was going to move away because they kept fighting and lying to each other. But the Sawi people were desperate to keep the Richardsons around because there was something so different and unique about him. And this is what they said. And, and Don Richardson had no idea. He said, we will sacrifice a child for peace. And, and Don and Carol were horrified. They had seen the brutality. They were absolutely horrified. He thought they were going to cannibalize the child. But then the Sawi people explained to him that they had an ancient tradition of exchanging babies with neighboring tribes. As long as the peace child lived, the two tribes would be at peace with each other. And then Don began to explain to the Sawi people that the ultimate peace child was Jesus Christ. Mm. That he came to bring to earth peace to all people. The Sawi people were stunned. They realized that Judas was actually the villain because he killed the peace child. That day, the Sawi people turned to Jesus Christ and accepted him as Lord and Savior. Once a violent and deceitful people, the Sawi were completely changed by the gospel. They stopped warring, raiding, and killing each other. Families were reunited as they gave up taking revenge. They turned from theft and deception to honesty and kindness. The name of Jesus brought peace and hope to a once dark culture. The Sawi were saved from sin and given new life in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the story of the peace child is a reminder that the gospel is powerful enough to transform even the most challenging and difficult situations. Even in a world where violence and hatred and lies are the norm, the gospel can bring truth and redemption. Amen. My challenge this morning is really simple. Would you build your life not, not on the lies and the schemes of the devil, but would you live your life on the truth of the gospel? That there is a God. That there is, there is sin. Oh, but, but Jesus, he died for us. And he gives us the strength to live for him. Would you close your eyes and bow your heads with me this morning? I wonder this morning if there's some of you that are here that would maybe honestly say, man, I, I've built my life on a foundation of lies. 
And I need to replace my faulty foundation with a solid foundation, with a foundation of the truth that God loves me, that there is sin, but all that Jesus died for me and that he gives me the power to live a holy, righteous, joyful, peaceful life. I wonder, while we have our eyes closed and our head bows, I wonder if there's anyone here that would raise your hand and would say, yeah, that's me. I want to receive the peace, child. I want to receive the gift and forgiveness of God. If there's anyone here that would raise their hand and would say, yeah, just right now, just stretch it up right now and say, yeah, that's me. I see that hand right back there. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see that hand back in the back. Anyone else that would say, yeah, that's me. I see another hand in the back. Yeah, that's me. Would you just, church, just as you continue to close your eyes, would you repeat this prayer after me? The whole church, maybe, maybe you didn't have maybe the courage to raise your hand, but I want you to know that God sees your heart right now. And if you make this your prayer, Jesus Christ will come into your life and he'll make you into a brand new person. Would you just repeat after me? Say, Jesus, I need you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again and that you give me new life. I turn from my sins and I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. Come into my heart in Jesus' name. And just right now, Lord, I pray for those, Lord, that have their hands lifted high, those that are in their heart that want to receive you. Lord, I pray that your spirit would come into their life right now, that you would take out the darkness and the wickedness, and you would exchange it with your life, your spirit, your peace, your hope. Lord, I pray that today, Lord, that they would be born again. I thank you that right now, in this moment, whether you feel it or not, or they would understand that you, Jesus Christ, now live in and abide with them. Lord, I thank you that you've taken them from darkness to light in Jesus' name. Can everybody